I, James, founded and work for HPI, but do not represent them or any of their opinions. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 315 of the Furlough Bros Tech Podcast. Today is November the 28th, 2017. Every week, we definitively answer one question about the future of tech. To do that, we take into account many factors, including the companies involved, the people working for them, their marketing campaigns, and of course, the technology they're developing. I'm Matthew Dean Fur- Furlow, and watching Hallmark Christmas movies is my brother, James Furlow. So I actually have a problem with that. Um, I went on a Netflix today. So in our household, Christmas does not exist until Black Friday. Right, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. So I was like, finally, went on to Netflix today and was like, give me some new Hallmark movies. I'm super excited. Like, let's do this. Uh, there's one that I haven't seen. And it's the, the Christmas Prince, which is a Netflix original, which we're probably going to watch tonight because I can't help myself. But uh, I've seen all the others. I am so sad that you haven't seen the Christmas Prince yet because my girlfriend couldn't help herself. And <laughs> we, we got halfway through it before the, the, the sweet relief that was this podcast kicked in. And <laughs> I got, to, I got a, a graceful exit. I You're welcome. hate those movies so much. Oh my gosh. They're like their own art form too. They're oh like, yeah. And, and Netflix is so smart because they like figured out what they, like they, their, their genius is figuring out what the formula is and then replicating it with their own like IP. And it's just like the canned music where they're like, and, and we were joking about the fact that that music might be specifically written to sound canned. <laughs> that's, that's the amazing part about these shows. Like, they've like I'm, I'm sure it wasn't just like a bunch of really good writers who got drunk and decided to have some fun. I'll bet it's a bunch of really good writers who worked really hard to make it sound that bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it's funny too. Like I, I even started watching the trailer and got, and yeah, I watched the trailer, but I got maybe 20 seconds in and saw the, um, you know, she's like a reporter and she has to cover some prints in some random place. And I went, okay, I can turn off the trailer. I already know exactly what happens with this. Oh movie. yeah. Oh, I don't know the exact twist at the end, but like, I, they fall in love, like, duh. You want to know something really frustrating? So we're also watching it with our cousin Timmy, my roommate, and he uh, he called the twist within the first. Oh, he man. Just, he saw it, and he was just like, that's the twist. <laughs> I was like, that's oh, my awesome. gosh, that's going to be it. Yeah, it's uh, – So now, like, there were certain shows, like How I Met Your Mother. I always saw the tri- twist, but it was so fantastic that I, I loved to see how it came through. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's only like one of three options. You know, there's they lied about who they were and somehow that that comes out. There's the disapproval of the rest of everybody and and the insecurity of the one interest of dealing with that. And then there's, you know, there's like one other one. And I'm like, and that's like, that's how it works. And somewhere and, and somewhere like, what is it? Like 10 minutes before the end or somewhere in there, someone does something stupid that you're like, oh, why did you do that? Somebody does Which, one thing that's stupid. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. But, you know, they do something where like they break up and yeah. then somehow either someone gives really good advice or someone comes around to it and, you know. One, of the, qu- like, one of the quirky side characters who's just like was always really stern and mean all of a sudden becomes their best. Yeah, I get it. I know. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's great. No, okay, just, okay. Here's, really here's, a, here's is, a better thing. Here's. Oh, go ahead. What do you really want to know? I want to know what the, the twist of this show is. Oh, here's gonna... the twist. Here's the twist. I got a new uh, smart home device today. What? I know. I know. 
I, it finally came in the mail. I ordered this sucker like six months ago. It's my smart shades. Whoa. It's like an automate my blinds. Kind of jealous. Oh, dude, it's great. It's solar powered because mm-hmm. they're, they're in a window. So like, right. why not? Let's make them solar powered. Makes sense. So you have to get a, you have to get a beaded, like corded, like roller blind. Like that's a requirement, yeah. which I only ordered yesterday. So I can't actually install them for a couple of weeks while Home Depot you, makes them. You can install them. You just, <laughs> I can't use them. They just make that noise. And, and what's super cool is they got this other, another little connector thing to hook up to my um, Wi-Fi network because I need one more of those. It's going to be HomeKit and Alexa compatible. That is important. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous, man. Oh, it's great. The smart home is so the way of the future. I'm going to set it so it'll, it'll open and close for sunrise, sunset, which will drive my wife crazy, but I don't care. So let's, uh, speaking of automation, James, we're going to run out of time for this. Oh yeah. Real talk. Uh, what are we, what are we talking about? Yeah. So we're, um, we're, we're going to, we're going to use the news of Tesla as a, as a jump off point. So I think it was last week, uh, Elon Musk jumped out of a moving semi truck. No, that's not true. It was parked. Um, but which I thought it was funny. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, he drove the semi. I'm like, no, he didn't. There was clearly someone else inside the cab, but whatever. Uh, they did their own little 40 minute keynote thingamajigger where they brought out their semi trucks, which he dropped hints at left and right, including posters of the silhouette of the truck. So yeah, like, for months you knew, well, they actually, they had like, they had it scheduled last month and then something happened where they decided this isn't the right time. So they bumped it back a month. Yeah. They realized there was disaster money and they had the <laughs> bottom was. three and yeah, yeah. We're, shipping. We're, we're going to let people go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, so they announced new trucks and they're, he didn't talk a whole lot about autonomy because he was kind of like, you know, it's going to have our autonomy package included. And, um, but they looked Tesla slick and awesome. And it got us thinking like, all right, let's, let's talk about the future of semis and, you know, where are we headed with that? What's the current state? Are they even needed? And, um, you know, do we actually think it'll be successful and things like that? Yeah. I like it. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah, man. So, um, I don't know how much you caught of it, but what they are is they're kind of race car esque on the inside in the sense that it's a, it's a single bucket seat, like right in the middle. None of this over on the left-hand side, which means you're not going to be driving around with your family, which, okay, is what it is. Um, there aren't side mirrors. Instead, there are side cameras. Oh man. And, and what you have in the cockpit area are two large monitors on either side, which, like half the monitor is the mirror and the other half are, you know, status indicators, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're a uh, surprise, surprise electric. Yeah. And, um, according to their internal not stats, the, not the screen, the truck, right? The truck, the is- truck, okay. the screens are also electric. Presumably the, the truck is yes. All right. Uh, Yes. Well, no, the screens work on diesel and they just flip the model on their head. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, uh, so it's electric, so it's super quiet and super efficient. He talked about a couple things. Like it's funny, like he is, he's into, um, performance metrics. 
I guess, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of like, do I care? But uh, I mean, I don't, that's not who I am, but um, they were talking about how, like how fast it can go from zero to 60, either, you know, all by itself or with a load. And it's, it looks impressive relative to uh, a normal diesel well, uh, and truck. I, 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 and I'm, you just like, you just press the pedal and go. Right. I come, right. Which is huge. <laughs> I come back to this for, you know, for a very long time in the heavy equipment industry, it has been a common thing for really heavy equipment to have diesel generators on board. Yeah, like trains. Power, yeah, that power electric motors. Well, not just trains, but but like if you go to the dump and you see those giant tractors, those all have electric motors to each wheel. So um. you their independent electrical control and everything because their, their torque is so great. But they don't have batteries on board. They've got just diesel generators. Um, and earth movers are the same way. But it's the only way to get the sort of power and control that they need. So I'm really, uh, to me, it's more of a shock that it took this long to get an electric drag chain than the fact that there is one. Because for super heavy loads, um, that's, that's been decided the best way to go for a long time. And so speaking of the super heavy loads on fully weighted down, traveling at highway speeds, uh, okay, I think, ho- hopefully I got this right. I think you can go 400 miles. No, it's five hundred. Well, five. Well, yeah. They, the, the, so they have three different models. They've got okay. the hundred and fifty thousand dollar model, which will go three hundred miles on the charge. The hundred eighty thousand will go five hundred, and okay. then they've got the the two hundred thousand dollar founder or founder edition, or nobody even knows what it comes with, but it'll be nice. <laughs> it'll have it'll have twenty thousand dollars worth of extra cool stuff on it, like Elon Musk's signature, probably. <laughs> that would be cool. That'd be worth at least a dollar. So, um, so yeah, so it actually goes cause they've done their research and they found that 80% of the trips go 250 miles or less. And so they're like, so we're not going to go for the super long hauls. We're going to get those short to medium range ones. Right. Which I actually read somebody talk about, I was reading an article and they were talking about how like, you know, this is not, this is not going to take over the entire market, you know, because 500 miles isn't enough. And you're like, yeah, but, even in the article, you talk about how companies like Walmart, most of the trucking that Walmart does is from regional distribution centers to yeah. their 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 major Walmarts, which are all round trips of less than 500 miles. Like, and, and it's through a bunch of of like low speed um, like city driving, which is where gas powered is the most inefficient. In the electric yeah. motors, do all the recuperative braking, and they get that's where you get the best boosts. So yeah, that's what they were targeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're okay with not taking on the long haul truckers because they'll have their BFR for that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, so so pretty interesting what they what they announced. I, they look cool. I mean, I I've always thought Tesla vehicles look awesome. Yeah, um, and these ones don't disappoint. Uh, just as a side note, because I, I think I actually want to talk take this into a broader thing. They also did a one more thing type of thing where they released their, their roadster and um, people were flipping out over those um, because we're mostly consumers, not um, (laughs) semi truck drivers, but uh, but that's okay. Uh, So, but um, so what I want to do though, is I actually want to talk a little bit about the, the current state and if like something like this is even needed and um, how well it will do. But before I do that, Matthew, Who's this? Uh, 
Who's this episode brought to us by? Well, James, since it is, uh, we, we recorded this on Black Friday uh, and the Christmas spirit is upon us. This episode mm. is sponsored, brought to you by Eggnog. Um, eggnog. I love eggnog. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a storage tradition. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, if somebody asks you, do you like your eggnog um, with or without alcohol, explain to them that they've never had real eggnog if they're asking that question because... Real homemade eggnog, you can't make it without whiskey. Because otherwise, it's just jello. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta cut through it with the brandy. Has been my uh, experience, but yeah. Gotcha. I am am training to run a marathon, and so I'm trying to kind of watch what I consume. So we got the light and trim eggnog from oh, the store, and I mix it fifty fifty with almond milk. It's not as good as the other one. But I don't feel as guilty. It means I can have four times as much, so it's all good. That's <laughs> you, uh, do you, would, you, would you want me to make, uh, make some of our, my uh, now somewhat world-famous uh, brew for when you... Dude, I'm up? in. I'm in. Uh, cool. I'll make some. Um, it's pretty good. I, I used to think it's funny. I used to think it was like Coca-Cola where you had to buy it in a grocery store. You didn't like make it. I had no idea that not only could you make it, but that's like the normal way. Like that's, that's, um, it's a, it's a cocktail that you could like order somewhere. I had no huh. idea. Oh yeah. Anyways, good stuff. All right. Speaking of no idea, um, yeah. I had no idea that the first big step in automation has already happened in the trucking industry. What is it? So it's these things called ELDs, okay. electronic logging devices. Okay. And so um, it's this interesting thing where when you, when you are a, a professional truck driver and uh, you go on a trip, you have, to take, you have to keep a log of here's when I started, here's how far I drove, drove, here's when I stopped. And really that's to keep truckers accountable because they're only allowed to drive a certain number of hours. Well, <laughs> as you can imagine, those don't always get totally filled out correctly and honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know? And... And so uh, one of the things that has been invented are these ELDs. Essentially, it's like an automatic or um, it goes into the, like one of those ODBC2 devices that, is that right? Yeah, that goes into your car that automatically via GPS and other stuff tracks when you turn on your vehicle, um, when you start moving, where you're going, how fast you're going, you're braking, all that kind of stuff. It tracks all of it and then reports it to your employer real time so that well, if you <laughs> if you go over uh, the the prescribed metrics which is you're allowed to drive for 10 hours but somewhere in there you have to take an hour long break and then you're allowed to have 3 hours on either side 3 hours combined on either side of non driving but working time you know the truck's being loaded or something like that and then you have to take a 10 hour break there's your 24 hours and, and so, um, these devices ensure that that happens. They're not going to cut off your truck or anything like that. <laughs> once you hit your 10 hour mark, that, that seems especially dangerous, but like you would get fined for it. And what's made it super interesting is that the U S government has passed a law now requiring these devices and trucks. And part of it is they've done the research and they found that drivers who drive for, uh, I think they said it was like, they were looking at the number of accidents that drivers experience based on, you know, due to fatigue. 
and it's like uh, under 10, it's, it's pretty consistent actually. And then you start to see a, a jump starting at around uh, hour 11 and then you see another big jump at 12 and then it just skyrockets after that to where you're like, yeah, you're like pretty much going to get into a crash. And so, you know, they picked the time frame that was safe for, for 80% of the drivers, probably 90, probably 95% of the drivers out there. And, um, but it's been interesting because there's been a lot of backlash of these drivers saying, whoa, 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 you don't trust me to log my own miles. you got to automate that part of it. And they talk about how it's like, it doesn't take into account certain things like, like, well, what if there's, or they, yeah, it doesn't take into account certain things like, well, what if you just feel good and you can keep going <laughs> or yeah. There was one scenario where the guy was like, you know, what do you do if you hit traffic? And so you're a little bit behind schedule and you're 20 minutes away from home when your 10 hours of driving is up, like under the old school ways, you would just drive home and, and then, you know, log it in such a way that it worked out. <laughs> right. And, you know, or he's like, or maybe I'll take a 20 minute break and then just finish up the ride home. It's like, cause that's all. I just need to close my eyes for a little bit and then go or something. You know, I don't need a full... 10 hour break. Cause the way the current system works is if you're 20 minutes away from home, you pull off and you wait 10 hours before you can finish going home. Otherwise quote, you will get in trouble. And, um, and I don't totally know what the, uh, what the penalties are, but I've got to imagine they're, they're not great for breaking. Well, uh, some they're, sort of driving saying, they're, they're penalties. They're anytime you get penalties there. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting how it's like, this is a, this is a big step in automation in terms of tracking what employees are doing and holding them accountable. And the, the direct drivers themselves are just like, Whoa, like, I don't think so. You got to trust me some. Well, you hate, I'd hate it. It reminds me of when you like realize your employer's uh, tracking what websites you go to while you're at work. Keystrokes. Checking yeah, yeah, your yeah. personal emails. What the heck? Going to Reddit, you know, really. So it's interesting. This coincides with a, with a talk that I was, it was this video, this guy who wrote a book and I watched it cause that's who I am. And one of the concepts he was talking about was the golden triangle of freedom. Okay. And I think it plays a role in here. And he talks about how it was, this is what the founding fathers, like almost all of them wrote about these concepts. And some of them referred to it by name, but a lot of them referred to it just in the general concepts. And it's so imagine a triangle, if you will. And there's three sides. There's freedom, virtue, and faith. And so freedom requires virtue. Virtue requires faith. And then faith requires freedom. It's kind of like the recycle, reduce, reused, you know, triangle with the arrows in it if you will. But I, and I want to focus on the first part and it's freedom requires virtue. And one of the things that like, um, when Benjamin Franklin was, um, leaving from Philadelphia after writing the, the constitution, someone came up to him and was like, kind of like, what, what do we get? You know, is it a democracy? Is it a, a king? Is it, you know, like they didn't know because democracy had never been tried before the U S came along. And, and so he said, he was like, it's, you know, we chose democracy and it's yours if you can keep it. Yeah. And it was just kind of this, this one-off line that someone else actually overheard and wrote it down. So this is why we have it. And what he was referring to is virtue. And it's this idea of freedom works if the people are virtuous, if, if they're honest, if they're fair, if they give the benefit of the doubt, if they 
show the qualities of virtue. And if you do that, freedom works because, you know, you think about like an employee, you don't need to track your employees if you genuinely believe that they're doing a good job and they're working hard for you. It's when you suspect that they're not, and usually it's because there are a few who aren't, <laughs> who are ruining it for the rest of us, uh, that's when you start to clamp down on those freedoms. And you just think about like the airport, right? There's a great example of a place where we don't trust each other. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and the, the exact opposite, Netflix, they don't, have, they don't have time off. You just take as much time off as you want. Because right, there you go. They know that there's, the, everybody's keeping themselves. So if, you can, if you can be an aggressive go-getter at Netflix and take vacation time, go for it. We trust you. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, 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 exactly. And so this is one of those situations where from an employer standpoint, yeah, there isn't trust of the truck drivers. And, and again, it's probably one of those things where it's like, yeah, 80% of them are probably awesome. Model drivers following the rules you know, to the best of their abilities making smart decisions, probably on occasion breaking them, but in a way where you go, yeah, that was probably the right call. You know, yeah. things like that. And so like, like for example, one of the guys, he goes, he goes, when my, when my shift, like when my 10 hours of rest is up, he's like, I need to get back on the road because now I'm, it's a very clear tie of dollars on the road versus what the money I'm making. Right. And so he's like, if I'm not driving, I'm not earning, period. Yeah. And, and it's this weird because they get paid by the mile and they're only allowed to drive a certain number of minutes. So he's like, so traffic's a horrible thing. It's a huge stressor. Whereas it used to be, eh, traffic, I'm going to drive a little bit more so I can get my miles in, which again, like against the rules. <laughs> yeah. um, and now they're being tracked and you know, they don't like it. So we've entered into this weird situation now, at least in the US, where truck drivers are highly unsatisfied with this quasi automation thing that's happening. And so it, it kind of starts to beg the question, wow, is the solution to say, let's get rid of the automation, which by the way is what the truckers want, or is it to say, let's keep pushing forward on this and let's keep automating this process. Cause could you get it to a point where they actually could drive 24 seven if they wanted, because well, they're not driving. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I, you know, I guess it's so to, to bring back one of the things that Tesla revealed part of their, their trucks things is that they can go into convoy mode. Right? Oh, that's right. Um, and they can, you can have, I think it's like three trucks driving without drivers in the seats as long as you have one person at the, at the helm. So effectively they just become, each one becomes like a really long trailer. That's um, crazy. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it, it, you know, and, and it allows you to, I don't know, I'm conflicted with that. There's a part of me that doesn't like it. There's a part of like the, the freedom guy in me is like, yeah, don't do that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think, you know, this idea that like, how could you go back though? You know, this, this idea that you, pa you did pass a law, period. You don't like it. it laws Laws should be followed if you're going to. Well, as we know, some laws can be repealed based on an administration. If we we're not going to go down the net neutrality route, but yeah, <laughs> it well, could be repealed say, despite my, what everybody wants. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, but my point is, is that you know, if you're going to have laws, you should enforce them. In my opinion, which is the sort of thing. That Fair should, enough. 
shouldn't be controversial at all, uh, controversial at all, but we're probably going to get angry <laughs> comments about. If you have laws, yeah. you should probably enforce them or follow yeah. them. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, that's, and that's fair. And, uh, you know, maybe you could sit there and say, well, the laws are, are poorly written, which I is fine. But then the idea that, like, we, especially for the companies, I don't know. What I don't like about it is that I just, I don't like where it comes from. It comes from this place of, the laws are written, the insurance companies have agreed to it, and the companies want to have these things installed because yes. it gives them clearance. They do, They can be like, hey, you broke the rules. You, you, you were 20 minutes from home, and you kept driving for those extra 20 minutes, so when you got in a car accident five minutes from home, well, that's not our fault. You were over your 10 hours. But at the yeah. same time, like, I, I just don't, I don't think – that the very fact that that's such a that would be such a big motivator leads me to this place of ah, of course you're also presuming like the laws are good and the, no I'm not I'm saying that if the laws exist they should be followed and they will be followed it's like that's the yeah main- I know but I guess what they're pushing against is they're saying this is a bad law for now we'll follow it but we'll, which I'm is I which is fine it. but I think the reality of it is is what how would you write that law in such a way that you're going to have a top-down yeah. line like that, and you're going to have, you know, you're, you, the roads are weird. Well, They're, you know what you do is you give some sort of um, tax incentive or whatever if it's installed, which yeah. is one of those like, well, you have the choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Freedom ain't cheap, dog. Yeah, you can't be a competitive company if you don't have it, so you effectively can't exist. But Well, you know. And in, in, in I, I come to, especially with roads, roads are weird because you don't have a right to drive. You don't. You have a right to own a truck. You don't have a right to use the public roadways. Um, and there is a level of, it's one of the most dangerous things that we all do on a regular basis. So, you know, That's true. And semis are particularly dangerous for everybody else. Yeah, which exactly. Is part That's, of the other piece. Yeah, there, there is an, yeah, exactly. The, the death rates in semis are low because they've got so much momentum, but they, they just cream everybody else. I don't know. It's really. I saw uh, what could go wrong on Reddit where it was oh, some geez. little, some van who decided to get in, cross into the lane of a semi, but, you know, when only half its the car was actually ahead of it. Oh, it just started rolling the van. Oh yeah. Looked bad. Looked bad. And then, and one of the things is that I, I don't know. I, I, it's, I think it's really easy for us as like, you know, it's a tech podcast for us to be like, we'll just make automated trucks, <laughs> which I think is. That's true. I, I, I think it's. <laughs> That's how I feel. I, yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> and, and I think it's really easy for us to do that. And I, but it's also hard to under, it's hard for me to conceive of how, if that wasn't an option or if that, sorry, it's hard for me to conceive of a world where that was an option and that's not inevitably where we'd end up. Um, and quickly, mm. like the only thing that slows us down is that it's not a fully tested system, quote unquote. Right. We would probably argue that eh, we're, we're good enough, but it's, we're yeah. and, and, if you combine the electric drivetrain and the sort of the, the sort of a high level of control that you get over the truck with the electric drivetrain, coupled with some really intelligent design work, and and more importantly, like safety features too, really right. intelligent safety features. Yeah, it just and and I think that the the Tesla trucks are a step in that direction. Um, and I read a couple of a couple of reports talking about where truckers weren't super excited about the Teslas. They're not like, oh, these are great innovations that they came up with. Hmm. But they're clearly designed around the idea of um, 
you know, of, uh, of, of safety and giving control and moving down this road towards automated automation. Um, they were, one of the big complaints is the fact that it doesn't have mirrors. It's got cameras. Like we use mirrors for all sorts of stuff. And you're like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but you need to understand the cars of the future have tons of cameras. It's just sort of like, you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to hit the curb. You won't hit the curb. The truck truck literally won't be able to drive into the curb because it will know the curb is there. And so even if you can't see it, you'll just get a little like as you approach it, you'll get a little notification, something to pop up. Like that's what they want. To or just the wheel won't turn. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, that's the direction that we're going to go while a person has to sit in the truck, but the truck companies, the, the trucking you know, Walmart doesn't want to hire all these truckers. Walmart wants to hire one person who gets into a four door sedan and has three trucks trailing behind it. And, um, right. and, and when they get to their 10 hour shift is over, they pull over to the side of the street and another driver, you know, they can pull over the trucks will park themselves before the next guy comes and picks up the rest of the load, you know, and that's, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just shrug my shoulders in the line. Or they'll have some sort of mid highway choreography where yeah. they'll be driving and then the other car will come in behind it and they'll both like have to press a button. They're like beep, 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 transferring. And then the other car can get off the road and keep going and the trucks never stop. Right, yeah, oh, I mean, dude. Yeah. Oh, and then the it's, future. It's so few steps to the trucks just drive themselves, especially on yeah, open yeah. highways. Like I, I don't know on open. Yeah, highways, you just got like people to take it to the freeway and people to take it off the freeway. Just exactly. Waiting. And there's like a little holding spot near the exit that the trucks are just waiting before. Yeah. Oh man. Totally. And most of most transportation in America is is trucks. So I just yeah. I you know I, I don't know I'm. I so you think it's going there all right yeah I think yeah inevitably I agree I agree well most listener, podcast ever <laughs> I know well we were trying really hard to not just gush about how awesome Tesla was for half an hour and um I don't know how we did <laughs> I know well and I, I I guess my conclusion would be I feel bad for truckers but I don't I don't I don't understand how there's any other way around it yeah you feel bad for truckers in the same way that you feel bad for uh, mcdonald's employees and yeah. farmers and you know eventually myself <laughs> and, yeah, exactly you know others where you're just like but this one's very clearly like the next one to get knocked down yep and um yeah companies are racing there i, I totally agree and, and tesla's not the only one there are a ton of other companies that are going after it as well there was a some chinese backed company or a chinese company backed by nvidia they just got a bunch of funding to try to create a level four autonomous semi so um you know they're all going for it so listeners we got a question for you this week feel free to leave a comment on the, the facebook our blog the twitters linkedin you know whatever uh youtube too i guess yeah and um the question is Simply, what do you think of Tesla's trucks? Are they awesome? Obviously, we're not going to ask if you would buy one because the answer is no. Um, but would you feel comfortable having one of them on the road with you? And so we want to know what your thoughts are about it. Or if you're like, whatever, <laughs> it's a different industry. I'm waiting for my BFRs to take my product everywhere. Um, that's, that's what I want. That's what Tesla wants too. But anyways, all right, everybody. 
on that, we want to say thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. You can check out all the links to the show on furlobros.com slash 315. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. And we want to say thanks to uh, a couple of people, um, Zach Estrada from The Verge for doing a good roundup. And then also um, there's a nice video on Vox that was talking about the, the ELDs. And then uh, another good article that I didn't write the guy's name down on. Awesome. That's talking about the golden triangle of freedom. So um, thanks for all of them for putting it out there. And on that note, I am James Furlow and my Hallmark movie loving brother is... <laughs> don't, I, don't mark me with that. <laughs> sorry. You're right. He just loves them beyond belief um is matthew furlow and so we will talk next time